Hello Hawks fans and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast we'll be talking about the Hawks upcoming game with the Boston Celtics. Without further ado, let's get into it. The Hawks head to Boston after beating the Minnesota Timberwolves, and this is a rematch of the game that the Hawks and Celtics just played in Atlanta on Monday, and that was a game that the Celtics won 123-115. to As I said, the Hawks are coming off their win in Minnesota, and the Celtics are coming off a win against the Magic in Boston, where they beat them 116-100 to to improve to 35-15 and and to stay at third in the East. The Hawks come into the game having made some trades, and it's unclear right now if Dwayne Dedman is going to be available. Clint Capella is in Atlanta and will not be at the game, and I also do not know the availability of Scal Labissier. Um, Dwayne Dedman, I know, is in Boston, and he has to complete some physicals, or all the physicals have to be done by both sides, and it'll be interesting to see if Dwayne Dedman's available, but it'd be really exciting to be able to have Dedman for this game against Boston. For the Celtics... They're coming into this game more injured than they did in Atlanta. They are getting Kimball Walker and Marcus Smart back, but they will not have Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, or Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice was injured in the Hawks game, and he hasn't been back. Um, Gordon and Brown, I think the Celtics are just resting for uh, being cautious, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Hawks are able to take advantage of kind of two of the big guys who hurt the Hawks in that game being out. But the Celtics do have two players coming back, like I said, Kimball Walker and Marcus Smart. Number eight, Kimball Walker is in his first year in Boston after playing so many years down in Charlotte, and he's been amazing for the Celtics. He's a comes to the Celtics and becomes an all-star and is an all-star starter along with uh, Trey Young. The captains for the All-Star teams just had the draft, and Kimba and Trey will be on the same team. They'll be both be on Team Giannis, but this will be an awesome game to see Trey and Kimba go up against each other. Um, Kimba's nickname is Cardiac for his ability to play so well in the clutch. He had an amazing run with UConn, and he's carried that ability to hit big shots onward into the NBA with uh, the Hornets and also the Celtics. He's averaging 22 points, 4 rebounds, and 5 assists for the Celtics. And he's really the engine that gets their offense going where they have all the wings. Uh, Kimba is the ball handler who doesn't have to shoot the ball, but is very good at breaking defenses down and getting to the basket. And is also a willing passer. They continue to have Jason Tatum. Again, Taco J had a nice game against the Hawks was part of that three-headed monster that was Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, and Tatum, who really uh, took it to the Hawks and uh, made the missing parts of DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish apparent. But Taco J will be back, his 21 points, seven rebounds, three assists. And then finally, we get to Marcus Smart. Now, I didn't know Marcus Smart's nickname is Cobra. I'm not sure where that comes from. But the six-year guard... Uh, is averaging 12.5 points, 3.5 rebounds, 5 assists, 1.5 steals, and half a block. And Marcus Smart is just everything a coach would want on defense. Um, he is one of the most frustrating players to watch when he's playing against your team because he is a nuisance. He is on the best perimeter defender. And even he can be 
switched off to uh, forwards and even centers and be a nuisance on defense. He's just super strong. He's only 6'3", but he's a really strong guard, and he really knows how to play defense. He plays it very well, and he will he uses that knowledge and ability to get right up on whoever he's guarding. He has a, a really good ability to steal the ball, and just he will get on the floor for every loose ball. He will try to take every charge, and Marcus Smart is just... He's really just tiring to watch out there, which is kind of a compliment to give another team's defending player, but um, he's very frustrating to watch when he's defending your favorite player, and it's going to be fun to see. I'm sure he will be matched up on Trey Young for some of the night and to see their back and forth. Um, Him and DeAndre Bembry have gotten into fights before, so he's just a really hard-nosed player. If he's playing for your team, you love him. If he's playing against your team, you hate him. And it's going to be fun to see him go up against, uh, you know, Herter, Trey Young, John Collins. He's going to be matched up on all of them at some point. But uh, he is a just super strong defender that is no fun, no fun to play against. One of the funniest things about Marcus Smart is part of playing defense is flopping, and he he flops with the best of them. And it's led to the funniest, one of the funniest lowlights of all time is. I think in a playoff game or one of the games when the Hawks were really rolling and Kyle Korver was here, Kyle Korver was under the basket for some reason um, and Marcus Smart was switched out onto him. And I think Korver either backed in or did something to bump Marcus Smart and Marcus Smart goes flying, just flying. And uh, no foul was called. I think Korver put the ball in the bucket. But you'd be like, man, Kyle Korver must be the strongest man in the world to launch this 6'3", 225-pound man as far as Marcus Smart made it look. But he's going to be one to watch in this game. Just I'm sure he he wants to get matched up against all-star Trey Young, and he's no fun to play against. Um, So it's going to be a slightly different game than the one we had in Atlanta. The Celtics are really trading a lot of offense for some defensive pieces, or defense and specifically Marcus Smart. Kimba will be... A different matchup for the Hawks as well, whereas the Hawks were super small. Teague ended up starting that game here in Atlanta, and DeAndre Hunter's back, so Teague will not have to start. But this gives a more traditional look to the Celtics and will provide more apparent or obvious matchups for the Hawks. This doesn't change anything about the Celtics' style of play any. They're going to start on the defensive side of the ball. They're really going to try to limit the number of shots that the Hawks get. In the game in Atlanta, the Hawks shot the ball extremely well and still almost found themselves down in the first half. They were able to be up by two at the end of the first half on a John Collins three, but the Celtics did such a good job of limiting the number of shots that the Hawks took and getting more shot attempts, and this is going to be something that the Hawks are going to have to do, uh, do a better good a better job on. With Daniel Tice being out, that means more minutes for Ennis Cantor. Ennis Cantor was a real problem for the Hawks, especially on the offensive boards, and that just adds to the point where the Celtics are able to get more shot attempts up than their opposition. If Dwayne Dedman's back, he should be a uh, very good help on the rebounding front, but uh, Damian Jones has been playing a lot better lately, and I wouldn't just assume that even if Dedman is available that um, he's starting. I think that Damian Jones has done a good job, especially these last couple games. And hopefully he's able to turn that into a good performance here against the Celtics. Um, The Hawks do have DeAndre Hunter back. 
that gives them another option to have guard Jason Tatum. Um, and I think that the Hawks generally go into this game a little healthier than the Celtics. <clears throat> I don't know that that means that they automatically are going to get a win, but I think the Hawks are better prepared to play against the Celtics this time than even when they were in Atlanta on Monday. Uh, I think Jeff Teague has started to get settled down. I think you could say his game against the Celtics on Monday was his best game as a Hawk being back for his second run. And it'll be interesting to see if he can build off that. You know what you're going to get from Trey Young. You know what you're going to get from John Collins. Those guys have started to really show what they're capable of. And I think DeAndre Hunter and Kevin Herter specifically are going to be really key in seeing if the Hawks can go into Boston and get a victory. This should be a really fun matchup. Um, it's never good to go in and ha- catch a team at not full strength, but uh, the Hawks have to take advantage of opportunities to get wins when they can. And I think after a really nice team victory in Minnesota, this game in Boston has a has a chance for the Hawks to have a little winning streak on the road, which would be fantastic, and to get a win against a team that's over 500. Like I said, the Celtics are third in the East, and this could really help the Hawks start have some momentum going into the All-Star break, and then maybe carry that momentum through the All-Star break. So this should be a fun game in Boston. The game here in Atlanta was one of the most um, exciting, entertaining games that I had seen from the Hawks in a while, and hopefully that will carry over into this game in Boston. Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me, Forrest Willoughby, at kettlecast at gmail.com. And if you could leave a rating or review on whatever platform you use to get your podcast, that would be a huge help to me. Go Hawks!